Welcome to the eighth episode of the Kick and Post podcast with your host, Samal Thompson. I went ahead and had a conversation with my boy, Trey Thompson, about some NBA stuff. It's a phone call that we recorded, so unfortunately, there were a bunch of technical issues, um, but I was able to piece together some of the conversation just so we could have a little content. We had a good conversation about um, top 10 players all time, what winning means, and just the state of the Brooklyn Nets right now and how they will progress through the playoffs. I hope you enjoy the conversation we had. And here we go, episode eight with Trey. If I had to name my top ten, think what? about it, bro. Think about it. It's, it's, it's yeah. already embedded in your brain. If someone told you to, to name your top ten, it wouldn't change based on what we're saying now because you all we've already known our top ten players of all time are all winners. At least, at least one ring. Like I know, like Not at least mine, if you name, I name my top ten. Who's your top ten all time players from one to ten? AI is in there already, and he's not a winner. A- a- AI is a top ten player all time in the history. In my head, yes, that, oh, that's all my right. guy. No, no, so no, no, no personal opinion. Strictly basketball. Is AI in your top ten? Is AI in the top ten players all time in the history? Definitive. Against with other people, I don't know. I don't know. That right, so, so have to run that survey. I feel my, like my top ten starts with Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. I think are two A, two B. So I'll go Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, okay. Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna say something here. I'm sure I'm gonna get slandered from Otto, whoever hears this. Top ten. I, I got six right now. Let me keep going. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry oh, Bird, okay. and my last two. I know I'm gonna get slander. Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant are top ten players all time right now already. I mean, who? Re- where's the argument though? Like who? Who did you feel like? I know, I, I know. Otto, Otto, Otto will find a way to tell me. I wish he was here to talk about this right now because I'm telling you, I believe, and I'm sure most people will. Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant are two of the greatest players to ever play the game. They have to be top ten. I'm not sure where they actually land. I think Kevin Durant's the greatest scorer of all time. Steph's the greatest yeah. shooter of all time. And when you're saying yeah. things like, like again, Shaq, Shaq most dominant. Michael mm-hmm. most clutch. You know. Uh, Steph, the best shooter of all time. KD, you know, best best scorer. That that to me, just saying those things will miss you in the top top ten all time. Magic's the best passer, maybe not the most assist like Stockton, but Stockton can't be too far behind that top ten either. Like it's these guys that we're saying they're the best at this their their craft. They like they, in my opinion, the top ten all time. I'm not. I don't have too many issues with your top ten. Um, I don't feel like you have anybody egregious in there at all. You want, you want AI to be honest. That's just more of a culture thing. A lot of guys, the way the position was played, the way the point guard position especially was played, was changed because of how Allen Iverson played the position. I feel like the new wave of point guards who came in knowing, like, they could take the ball up the floor and just create offense and carry a team, that started with AI. AI started the brand of the Brandon Roys and the Damian Lillards and the Thefts and Darren Williams and... Right, if like kids listening, started, if kids listening, go go look up Brandon Roy highlights. For anyone listening, go, he was go that look guy. up Brandon Roy highlights. Oh my guy. God, Amal, he was that guy. Go he look up those Brandon Roy highlights. What 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 a beast! The guy who was getting compared to Chris Hall, Darren Williams. He had his years in Utah wow. and a little bit for the Nets. Like, those type of guards were bred from watching Allen Iverson put a team on his back and bring them to the finals, right? So he created that new brand of point guard. And without him, and I'm even not LeBron, LeBron said it too. LeBron said it also. LeBron said you watched AI growing up. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah he had his, yeah, so I agree. He changed. He shifted the culture. Without AI, I'm not sure if you get today's brand of of point guard as quickly as it came because it was still getting shoved down people's throats. You need to be the pass first point guard. Come up the floor, the the floor general. Look to your shooting guard. Look to your big. You're pretty much just a facilitator. You're supposed to just run the floor. And AI came in and just turned that whole idea on its head. That's why I think he fits into my top ten. Um, just on how he changed the game. Just like how I feel like Jeff came in and changed the game. Now I don't think you'll ever find players coming in being mid-range specialists anymore. This is not going to happen. Jamal, I, I agree with you so much, bro. I feel like I like I, I was thinking of what you said before, a little bit further. Uh, AI changed the way point guards play, and Steph took his own spin with the jumper because everything Steph does, yeah. driving wise, controlling it, is still AI. I agree, but he took it one step further with the jump shot, and I, I couldn't agree exactly. more, bro. Wow, that's a great point. That's a great point. Because he he changed he changed how not only the point guard position was played now, the way offensive basketball is played. There's guys going back in the offseason and adding 30, 35-foot jumpers to their offense. Like, look what Dame Lillard came off the offseason this year and decided oh. to be a part of his offense consistently. Consistently. Big man also just like, working on the... Yeah. Oh, that's traffic. That sucks. Uh, bro, big man also working on their craft, like... Yeah, they're forced to change. They force people to change. You're, if you go into like an AAU gym right now, you will see every player on the floor. If Dude, they're not so comfortable funny. pulling from three, they're attempting to pull from three, and that wasn't the case well, seven years ago. That is so real. And then, then they, so they, like, like, they, my players on my AAU team, like our big man, he'll 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 shoot a jumper sometime. I'm like, oh, bro, you want you want to go to the post, the post up a little bit? Uh, no, nah, coach, I gotta work on my my threes. I'm like, wow, this is so crazy. I mean, he knows what was, he knows what it is. When I was growing up, kids weren't shooting threes. I'm all like, I, I mean, I I'm a six five on a good day, and I don't think I shot. Yeah. Honestly, in college, I probably shot four threes in college, total. For you. Don't get it twisted either. This guy played. This guy played college basketball on a full. Yeah, ride. dude. Yeah, bro. I feel like that's like that's the 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 beauty in basketball. Again, I'm and I'm one who thinks it's amazing. Like, yes, bro. I, please dribble up the court. You're a big. I would love to see you dribble the court and shoot the ball, or you know, go do a floater like like Steph does. Like that hits the ceiling of the gym and drops down in the basket. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, like we're saying, the guy. There's only been a few guys that have changed the game. Like Magic Johnson. Changed Evolution. basketball. Yeah. Magic Johnson yeah. changed the basketball. I, I mean, Larry Bird's jumper changed basketball. Shaq, Shaq, of course. We, we. I, I don't even speak of MJ anymore because it actually, for me at least, of all, it gets annoying that for people to disrespect how great Michael Jordan was. Someone once told me that Michael Jordan was just a Mar DeRozan in a Bulls jersey, Bulls jersey, and I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> I, I was thinking, think, I don't. I was thinking like somebody making that comparison because of the mid-range game, but that's the way somebody would actually like put it out there. Bro, do do people forget how good MJ was, bro? It's just I you, mean, we're like, not there to experience it, you know. Like especially bro. like our generation, we were so young when he was doing what he was doing that it's hard to, MJ to go was, back and be like, yeah, he was that guy, which he was that guy, you know. Bro, Even was, me, who so I feel good. like they've set his his um standards or like who could compare to him as a player on a pedestal that is almost unattainable like it doesn't matter what you do you will never reach those heights which is unfair to anybody who's coming after him there is some fairness in saying the the precedence he set the the way he won the the manner he dominated his era i don't think it'll ever be replicated so and that's from somebody who's like man i'm really tired of the mj talk no, dog. No, I don't think anyone will ever win six and eight years. But I will say this: 
the next super team, I'm not sure where it's coming from because, again, I don't think it will be like – I think the Nets are a super team. I think that LeBron and KD are AD are super team. I mean, like, the next, like, young super team, I think it's going to be formed much sooner, and they'll have a chance to win the six and eight years if anyone does. Again, uh, uh, Kick and Post podcast with the host, Lamal Thompson, Otto, Otto DeVries, not here. You heard it here first from guest Trey Thompson. The next, like, like legitimate, like – I'm talking about the, the the generation of Tatum, Zion, and Morant. Like I'm not saying those three will be on the team, but that 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 generation is going to form a super team somewhere, and that will be the team yep. that will be like, all right, well, these these kids because they have the depth of longevity. I don't think KD, Kyrie, and Harden will be will be around together for eight more seasons to even be able to compete for six rings, let alone win one now. So like, I don't think their personalities mesh well enough to continue out a consistent like multiple year journey together, right? Because no. KD had the, I would I would have said the perfect thing, but he didn't feel I feel like um as influential in the groundwork of what the Warriors had. That's why I feel like it didn't work that well, and I felt like they as an organization didn't do the necessary steps to make them feel like oh no, nah, even though you weren't here from the beginning, beginning you're just as much of this dynasty as the other guys. There's little subtle shots that they would like throw out there, right, to make it known like oh. Even though you're here with us, you weren't here with us, right? Like you hopped on the bandwagon. Right. We already had the thing going before you got here. That played a role in his psyche and him wanting to go somewhere else, create something new. And even though this Nets thing was created new, he's still not getting, I feel like, the recognition he was hoping to get out of this. Well, because now, right? look at it now. All, James Harden comes. James Harden walks in the door. All of a sudden, Harden walks in the door. Harden's the MVP candidate now. That that's supposed mm-hmm. to be KD, right? KD's supposed to be yeah. supposed to be KD. This KD team. I, I watched the last four. Nets have lost four in a row as of May seventh. They lost four in a row. I don't yeah. see a, a way where I don't see that turning around. But like, I see them playing again. I talk about it all the time. I'm saying for the tenth time on this episode, they are not playing good basketball. There's not right now. They're just they're just a bunch of talents on a team right now. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the number maybe number they're they're. Three top ten players, we can say arguably. I'd say players. three top six, easy. Top, yeah, in the in the league, in the league, you know, and the, yeah, it's just, like, they, it's supposed to happen. But this again, think about the big threes we have in the past. Even with Clay, Katie, and Steph, Clay, Steph and Katie were top three at one point, maybe one and two. Clay was yeah. maybe top fifteen. He wasn't like mm-hmm. he wasn't like definitively top ten. And even then, like again, we're saying I feel like, like he, he doesn't put, get like, his flowers though. Oh, but Clay's the first top ten. For sure. At the time, he was at his top, top 15, so I'm saying, like, when you have guys who are put together as top five, fringe, top six guys, you're supposed to come in and dominate them all. We're back in. Um, that you said that's you in terms of like looking at it. And oh yeah, I mean, there's no way the three guys don't work it out. Again, beginning of the show about 40, 43 minutes ago, I said I love the Lakers. I'm a huge Lakers fan. When this first happened and hard, when the talk was, I'm sure you're like me. When whenever like certain things on on Twitter they say stuff, I'm like whatever. When certain guys talk about it's a possibility, I'm like damn, he's gonna go to Brooklyn. And as a Warrior, a Laker fan, I was like okay, okay, we're we're maybe in trouble. And the reason I'm saying that is because I figured let Kyrie and Harden go go crazy like say like similar to Shaq. Let them go crazy mm-hmm. one first one, one through third quarter. Kevin Durant's so efficient from playing with Steph and Clay, he can go get 25 in the last 15 minutes. He can go get 25 in over the over the course of a game on on 10 10 11 shots. He's gonna yep. get his points. I'm wondering like what's gonna stop them. And now I'm seeing what's stopping them is it's the done. lack of cohesion. <laughs> Like you, you made a that, good point. They haven't played. They haven't played together. So like, there's no. 
I mean, I, we we know game on the line. We're, we're assuming we can assume the ball's in Kevin Durant's hands. We can assume that. But but this is the thing. They have so many options. They have they have three guys legitimately that you can hand the ball off to. That's what also makes them dangerous. Right. You would you would assume that they give it to the best, but if you if you go back to like that Warriors team, it was Steph or, or KD. Or ironically, they they just play the open man. Whoever's open from three goes out and make the shot. Iguodala, Iguodala, Iguodala right. or KD, yeah. And it, but sometimes, like, a lot of times, it was uh, Draymond Green running the pick and roll. And again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this. I'm not saying he's. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna say a name. He's a Hall of Famer. He's easily going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he was giving his best years right now, but LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be missed on that Nets team. Yeah, with the heart murmur or the heart issue? Just, just, just because – I'm not saying he gives you 20 a night or more in any capacity. Just because if, if you're in a slump, I can just throw it down to big L.A., give me a fadeaway bucket, give, give me a back-to-the-basket move, give, give me an over-the-shoulder hook shot. Just give, give me two real quick. Let, me, yeah. let, let, let us get in rhythm at L.A. We'll play off you. So once L.A. gets going, boom, boom, two – one, two, finish, boom, boom, step back. Okay, now we can't help off L.A. We got to help. We got to send the guy to the post. They just give, give a little help on there. Okay, now Kevin Durant's playing one-on-one basketball now. Now Kyrie's playing one-on-one basketball now. And even if we go away from L.A. for a few possessions, we know he's hot now. So we got to do like like you said, jump off to the hot man. Oh, L.A. fadeaway jumper, do it off glass. Like, he can hit these shots because, like, that's basketball. And that's what yeah, we have to Right, because Iguodala is an example I use. Iguodala, some games when the Warriors, when it was very rare, as we know, very rare they weren't hot. It was very rare that they weren't hot. But when they weren't hot, he thought, like, he was the one that would get going offensively, hit a few threes or, you know, play some defense and get steals and get get the energy moving. That is – that's what I'm saying to you. Like, they, they need that guy. I don't know. Is Jeff Green supposed to be their guy? Blake Griffin? Um, even though Blake Griffin's had a bit of a renaissance. Back? Spencer's not going to be back. Um, I don't think Spencer plays another minute in the net jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, it might sound like a hot take, but I don't think he plays another minute in the next jersey. I don't think he's going to be around for the playoffs, and I don't think next year coming into the year they're going to be able to keep him on that roster. And quite honestly, he deserves to be on, on a different roster because he's a starter. He's a starting caliber play, starting caliber player, and he doesn't he doesn't fit that roster anymore. And they're better off moving him and getting pieces for the bench than keeping him, in my humble opinion. But I I, I think uh, I, I think his time in Brooklyn agree. is done. I think I he would have fit well on Miami if he was healthy. If they had traded him this year to Miami, that would have been a nice fit before they got Victor Oladipo. Um, I liked him going to OKC to be partnered up with Shai Gillis Alexander. Alexander, they're both fairly young. Um, see what that could have been for his career. Um, maybe, I would have maybe, taken maybe him Dallas? on the, the Dallas would have been a good place for him to, to be next to Luka. Um, takes him off of Porzingis' plate, but I just don't really see it working out with him on that Brooklyn roster as currently constructed. So we'll see you, how you that made goes. A good, you, made, you made a great point with, uh, with the Dallas. I mean, uh, the Bucks, man. Wow, I, I never thought I'm on the bus for Shaq, bro. That could be but, a really good piece. Yeah, it would have been Giannis, Dinwiddie, um, and then Drew. You played Dinwiddie at the two. You could move Middleton to like the three. Um, I feel like there'd be some mismatch issues there on defense, probably, but he'll be a pretty good offensive. I, I just want, I don't think Middleton is a solid enough player to take the weight of being the dominant scorer at that two position every night. And Giannis isn't polished offensively enough either, especially for playoff basketball, for that to work. 
um, with Middleton being his second option every night. Because there'll, there'll be nights where Giannis only gives you 12 because the little jump shot's not going and they're they're clogging the lane on him in the playoff. And then you're going to have to depend on Middleton to be that guy to give you the points. And he's just not consistent enough at that position yet. And I don't think he'll ever be if he's not consistent enough yet. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I love Drew, but... Drew's not going to give you 20, 25 points in the playoffs because his aim is to lock down the guy on the other side. Now in the East, he's looking at what Kyrie. Um, I'm trying to think of another point guard that he has to really worry about, or like offensive player that he has to really worry about locking down in the playoffs. What maybe a Jimmy if they come out of the playing tournament. Um, right. Who else? Because Ben Simmons isn't really anything much to to really worry about offensively. Um, in terms of scoring, pure scoring. Um, but. Who else is there? Jimmy, Kyrie, of course, Harden on the same roster. Um, who else is in that run? Uh, Tatum and Kemba. Tatum. And Jalen Brown. Brown. Don't forget They'll Brown. They'll probably get one of those guys on defense. Uh, no, the, 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 uh, Trey, Trey, Trey Young. Trey Young. Uh, like, again, it's not like the West where the list just keeps going, right? So I feel like right. I feel like it's a solid it would be a solid for him to end up there, but I don't I don't know. I don't know if it will really happen for him landing in the right spot. I just don't think it'll be Brooklyn for Spencer, unfortunately. And I'm a Ben Witty fan and I hope he does get moved and is able to continue his career. You know, kinda like Levert got moved. Karras would have right. been great to have off the bench, but his career will thrive more in Indiana than if they kept him on Brooklyn's bench. So just right. one of those things. I, I, I like I like uh I like Ben Witty. I think he'd be a really good player. I think my only issue with him is that He's gonna have to show me he can play without. I wouldn't say stars, but he can he can play without the necessary like the necessary like you know the advantage like of having you know a star. Like I think that King Karis Levert was a star when he was playing with him. Oh, he yeah. wasn't getting the star alone, but I think he was a that star. That organic roster was something to watch. That's one thing that sure, I, I sure. felt got hurt by moving all these guys in. Is just the organic build of that Nets roster and how they played as a team. I really enjoyed watching that team, and I knew as soon as the pieces started getting connected, where Kyrie was coming over and Durant was coming over, it wasn't gonna fit together the same. And even though that's a good thing for them as a city and them as a team, it kind of hurts the, the overall product of, like, organic basketball. And I just hope these guys are able to go somewhere else and find that kind of niche, you know? Find something that works for them in that way and just kind of continue their, their career arc. Because right now, Dinwiddie's coming off the injuries. He's not going to get the same kind of pull on the market than he would have at the beginning of the year. I don't know if they'll be willing to deal him for way less than his value would have been, like, last year, you know? But there's a lot, yeah, there's totally. a lot to, to take into effect. Like when playoffs but basketball gets off and going, we'll have so much more to like analyze. Will the Nets big right. three actually be a big three and get to play? Who will be healthy? Who will catch fire in the playoffs? Who's gonna the lights are gonna be too bright for them because they haven't really been there? Teams like Phoenix, teams like Atlanta, like there'll, there'll be, be some, there'll be, be some kind of upset for sure. But yeah, man, just want to thank you again for hopping on the podcast. It was fun. Um, we'll piece this audio together as best as possible. Solid NBA talk, and it was fun chopping up with you. Appreciate it, man. I got an outro song for you. Kick post, kick post, kick post. Why sound like Lupe Fiasco? That's the Trigger Trace Fiasco, man. The Trigger Trace Fiasco? Trigger Trace Fiasco, brother, man. Hey, uh, Amal, it's been good, brother. I'm about to go here yes, for eight. Thanks again to Trey for coming on the podcast. It was fun conversation. Um, I wish we could have had the full hour that we actually put in, but, you know, sometimes technology doesn't permit.
But until next time, I hope you guys stay safe and I'll see you on the next one.